Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free, and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. Yo, that intro was so lit. You are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast. We are officially halfway done with the NBA season, people. Drew and I flash back and talk about our preseason predictions and how wrong that we were. We're also going to talk about Enos Cantor and how he's not going to fly with the Knicks to London to play the Wizards because he's in fear of his life. This story is crazy. You guys got to hear it. James Harden is on a tear. Kemba Walker, where's he going to go? Is some NBA team going to pick him up to make them a contender? We're going to talk about it. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick the fucking intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? It's the follow through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast. Yep. Episode 59. I'm so hyped right now, Drew. I'm hyped. <laughs> yeah. We've been waiting to do this podcast all day. Yeah. A lot of shit going on in the NBA today, but first and foremost, it is episode 59. Drew, we are getting up there in the numbers. Like, I really don't know what we're going to do from here on out. Give me yeah, a number it's tough. 59. So if you listen to the last podcast, you already know that there is not an NBA player that's ever worn the number 59. Zero? Zero again. Did you say that on the last podcast? I did. 58 and 59 are, are strikeouts. 60 we got. We have a little something at 60. Uh, We're but, stretching it thin, Drew. Yeah. We're so stretching it really thin. I had to, again, okay. I, I look at the, the 59th overall picks. Okay. Really, really not a whole lot. Ugh. Not a whole lot of meat on that bone. 
Uh, one that did stand out to me was Daryl Strawberry's son. Oh, uh, Daryl Strawberry Jr. DJ Strawberry okay. was drafted 59th overall in 2007. By who? The Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns. I was going to say that. Uh, I liked him, and he was good at Maryland. I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna have a, a better NBA career than right. he did, but he he didn't last for very long. So, but outside of that, dude, I didn't recognize like any names that actually Is there played any more in the you NBA. Can tell us? 2017 Jaron Blossom game. No, don't know him. No, nope. Isaiah Cousins. Nope. Sounded. From, I was like, wait, I, that that's Demarcus Isaiah nope. Thomas. Not nope. no, nope. it's none of them. Zero. Uh, 2015 Demetrios Agravinas. Oh no, 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 don't know him either. Xavier Thames. Nope. Boyan Dublevicic. <laughs> nope. Marcus Denman. I actually remember Marcus Denman. You would. I don't know who Missouri. That is. Okay. Good, good point guard. First of all, you're not pronouncing that right. It's Missouri. 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 Yeah, right. Okay. Right. Uh, so I'm just going to stop because right, let's, let's it doesn't get any prettier. We're going to be done with this. We, You know, this was great for the first 59 episodes. We still got more numbers, bro. I know, but still, dude. So what do you got? Do you have like a 1959 draft? I like do. Got, okay. 1959 draft. All right. Wilt Chamberlain was drafted in Shut. 1959. Shut up. Yeah. Okay. He was the Philadelphia Warriors territorial pick. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't actually drafted in the draft. It was, that's like, I think that's how they established, like, kind of like an expansion team. I don't really know how that works, but he was drafted before the draft actually happened. So there was two territorial picks, 1959, the Philadelphia Warriors had the first one that drafted Chamberlain, and then the second one was Bob Ferry. Don't know Bob. Is that Danny Ferry's dad? No, he's black. I mean, I don't think Danny Ferry's black at all, but, but Bob Ferry is black, and so I don't think... I don't think there's any relation. Uh, Bob Ferry was drafted by the St. Louis Blackhawks at the oh, time. That, that moved, was a team? They moved to Atlanta. They, I mean, they became so the they, Atlanta they Hawks. They dropped the black and they're just the Hawks. Right. All they, right. That makes yeah. sense. And then there was a couple other guys like um, after Bob Ferry, there was Dick Barnett. Okay. A New York Nick legend. I think I think he played there for like 14 or nine seasons. He was a part of the 73 championship team. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an all-star. But, dude, literally, like, the list, I was like, oh, there's got to be a gem in here, and there ain't shit. Well, the so gem is Chamberlain. So. That's, the, that's the beauty. I I don't know how this is keep like, this keeps happening. Like, I'm just, I'm, like, hoping and praying when I pull up Google that this is going to end up somewhere with a, with a name that we it's all not. know. But it did. I mean, Will Chamberlain, number one overall pick, essentially, in 1959. We'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that 100%. So, I guess this episode is going to be Will Chamberlain's episode. Will the still. Uh, I'm down for that. Yeah. Did you see the R. Kelly Fucking, I did not you, see that. You haven't watched that yet. I didn't see. I it. know we are an NBA podcast, but you guys got to watch this shit. So Being, it was a what was it? Is a movie? No, it was a four four part documentary on Lifetime. Really surprised. Oh, how Lifetime. Lifetime got it. Lifetime bringing it. Well, I was surprised that Lifetime actually got it, and it was a really great four part series. But being an R. Kelly fan, a former R. Kelly fan, wow. I, I've loved R. Kelly my whole life. So have I, man. And you know, we kind of put aside like. You hear rumors, you hear all this shit, and then when you really see the real story, hashtag mute R. Kelly. This dude will never be played in my house again, unfortunately, because he made some really great music, but uh, that shit's ghost. I'm not doing that shit anymore. Done. R. Kelly, you're done. So the the documentary is worth watching? It's 100%. You should watch it. If you have daughters, I wouldn't watch it because it will will drive you crazy. I don't have daughters, but I have, uh, you know, women in my life that... You know, after watching it, just there's some really if, if for all all our women listeners out there, just like be careful because okay? <laughs> there's some there's some crazy dudes Dude. out there and dudes are really manipulative. And, you know, especially guys that have power um, that feel like they're above the law. You know, fuck you are, Kelly. That's basically what I'm saying. There I'm, it is. I'm over it. 
It is what it is. It doesn't sound very uplifting. I may, I may. It's pass. not uplifting, but it's informative. I may pass on that. It's informative. No, okay. you should watch. I should it. watch it. All right. Uh, either way, sorry. A lot of news came out today. This is an NBA podcast, so we're going to talk about NBA shit. Yeah. There's some, a couple rumors came out today. They were talking about Enos Cantor, and and uh, and I know it's not big news, but like Enos Cantor to Sacramento, they're going to trade expiring contracts with Zach Randolph, Zebo, and Enos Cantor. Which is crazy because there's been a lot of Enos Cantor talk uh, the past week or so. If you guys didn't know, um, Enos Cantor will not be going to London to play the Wizards on the 16th, I think it is. In London, you know, the NBA does these world games or whatever yeah. to spread, you know, NBA love and whatnot. Enos Cantor will not be going with the team because he's in fear of his life. Yeah. I've never been a big fan of him. Okay. But when I'm hearing everything that's going on with. What he's gone through in his life, he is from Turkey. His pops has been indicted. He's been in jail. Right. And Enos has been very outspoken about what's been going on in Turkey. Yeah. Uh, they're, Against they're, their president. Their president. Their so, and I, so-called president. Right? And I can't pronounce his name okay. the way it should be. Give it a try. I, I know, Let's give it a try. Tayyip Erdogan? <laughs> Tayyip is his name? I'm going to call him Ty. President Ty. Uh, Ty or Kai, like... How do you say his last... I think it's Erdogan. It's T-A-Y-Y-I-P, Tyip. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, that's what I'm reading. Yeah. And then Erdogan. 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 Is it E? Because it starts with the E, yeah? E-R-D-O-G-A-N. Yeah, I think it's, it's Erdogan with my Turkish accent right there. Uh, he's been very outspoken, like I said, about the Turkish president. He's called him a lunatic. He's called him a dictator. And he's been put on the blacklist in Turkey. His His passport has been revoked. Yep. Um, he's not allowed to go. He, there's a warrant out for his arrest. Yep. If he goes back and Enos was very adamant about saying like, I can't go to London because there's spies there and I could die. Pretty crazy stuff, dude. I, I've been hearing a lot about his, like his political stance. I mean, this goes back a couple years now. And I just remember in this last off season when he was making his travels is kind of when this all happened when he, when he was outspoken. I think I, if I remember correctly, I think he, he was leaving China uh for an event or a game or something like that and like almost didn't get out of the country really because his passport had been revoked and he'd been blacklisted by the turkish government now we are an nba podcast you said that this mm. is we're, we're, we're venturing into political waters here that's fine turkish uh people the, the turkish people and um just in general i think the european nations have been a little wary of that president um i don't He's referred to him, Drew, as the Hitler of our century. Why? Well, yeah. That, the, See, that's, the a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big uh, statement. Well, there. it's a very big statement. And living, we live in the greatest country in the world. We can say whatever we want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a lot of these other countries, you can't, and you're going to be blacklisted. Like we're talking a tweet. One tweet can ruin your life. Yeah. One tweet can can get you got, dude. Yeah, man. Like, and and especially for someone like Enes Kanter, who's who's got to be one of the most famous Turkish nationals out there. I mean, they have several soccer players that are really, really famous around the world. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like Turkish people in America, he's got to be the number one. I can't think of anyone. Hido Turkoglu was Turkish, and I think you you might be getting to this. Hido Turkoglu is now an advisor to the president, and so they they did some shots fired back at each other. I well, heard. Hido is claiming that it's bullshit, and whatever he right. is saying is bullshit. But right. I think that's. That's Hito being, you know, like muzzled. You know what I'm saying? Like it's an Hito- interesting idea. Like why? Why is Hito Turkoglu, I lo- who I loved as a player, right. an, an advisor to the president? I feel like that's just a strange thing. I mean, again, Hito has to be one of the most famous Turkish people because of his playing career and and his fame in the in the NBA. But 
I guess when it comes to this stuff, I don't have uh, I don't want to have necessarily an opinion because I'm not that educated on no, it. No, and we're not we don't live in Turkey. I don't get it. But we're the like, shit's crazy. The fact it, that Innis Kanter can't fly to London for fear of his life is pretty fucking gnarly. He's had his passport revoked since 2017. There you go. His father, like I said, his name's Mehmet. Uh, he was indicted last year on charges of quote unquote membership in a terror group. Oh, Enos, you know, who's been again very outspoken about this. This guy has said so much shit. That we could say as American citizens about our president. A lot right. of people do this every single day. They tweet it. They talk about it. They Facebook it. Right. People like them cannot. <clears throat> and so, Which is, I think that's part of why Enos Cantor is coming out. Because they're supposed to be a, a democracy. He's a president. He's not a dictator. Mm-hmm. He's not a king. And and I think that's part of Cantor's view. Is like you can't have, there's no freedom of speech, clearly. Because if he is literally... In uh-huh. fear of his life. In fear of his life because he because of the things he said, mm-hmm. then that's that's not a democracy in the sense of, of democracy that we all think of. And they're gonna ship him off to Sacramento. And like then he Jesus has to go Christ. to Sacramento. Now now you're gonna get you get traded <laughs> like Jesus. You go from this. New York to Sacramento. But one thing you had mentioned when we talked yesterday about Enos Cantor, you said you really like I've never been a fan, but I like Enos Cantor. He's, he's very loyal, he sticks up for his Yeah, he's, he's 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 he plays hard. Would you want him on your team? Would you want yeah. him on the Lakers? Yeah, sure. Okay. I think he. I think he's a. He's a hell of a rebounder. He 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 tries really hard. Every time I've seen him play, it's not like I'm ever like, oh, he didn't really give his a full effort today. Like mm-hmm. he, and and the loyalty aspect of him is, I think, is huge, right? Like he has bounced around from team to team, but every team he's been on, he's backed his team. He's been loyal to that team, and he's w- been willing to go to battle for that team. I mean, when he was on the Oklahoma City Thunder, like. He and and Stephen Adams were like the Bash brothers, and I fucking loved it. Those are two big boys, big boys too. on that team. And I like Cantor, man. I, I he's he's not he's not gonna be like an all star, I don't think, anytime soon. But he's a hell of a player, and uh, I got respect for him. Yeah, but you had mentioned like why would Sacramento get one? more I don't big get guy? like the whole idea about the trade since we're mm-hmm. transitioning to the to the trade. I don't understand why Sacramento would want Cantor. Like we've we talked about it at length. They're they're having a pretty good season. But they have so many fucking centers and power forwards. They're not playing Giles. Bagley's constantly injured at this point, I guess. And they still got they they got Willie Colley Stein right now, uh, who's having a great year. And I just don't I don't get I mean, Zach Randolph hasn't played at all. I don't think he's played one game this and year. And he's been playing in the NBA for 35 years. It's like, Jesus Christ. I, the Knicks, I understand, right? It's like, expiring contracts, Drew. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get every... I think everything right now, we, we can get into it for the next segment because nobody really cares about the Sacramento Kings right, right now. Even though I like them. I told you I like them. I think you know they have a future if they can build. But everybody's tanking for Zion now. Mm-hmm. Now we've seen Zion play 10 college basketball games and we're seeing how talented this guy is. And now... You know, we're seeing the Washington Wizards giving, you know, John Wall surgery. It's time for you to go. Dan Gilbert, Cavs owner, the the most – I hate this guy. I really don't. Yeah. I've, never, I've never liked this guy. He came out with statements saying that he's going to trade Kevin Love. Really? Uh, yeah, but it's like no – you know, there there was a quote from Western Conference general manager. It's like, who is going to take on Kevin Love's contract? Kevin Love is 30. He's constantly hurt. He has a $144 million contract that kicks in this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? He signed that, uh, the big deal. A huge deal. Yeah. And nobody's going to pick that up, just like nobody's going to pick up John Wall's contract. That's a tough sell. But, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe Toronto will do it. I mean, when when I think of like places Kevin Love can go, he's a, he's a hell of a player. But at that price point, you're absolutely right. At his age and his price, I don't know. I honestly don't know if anyone will do it. The reason I say the Raptors might do it, 
and I don't necessarily even mean for this year, but like after this year, if they can't keep Kawhi, the Raptors are have to they're gonna have to look around and make a decision, right? Keep Kyle Lowry, keep the team that you've built, and add someone like Kevin Love, and hope that you guys can pull something out your ass or let everyone go and and start from scratch. Well, 30, so. 30, 30 years old is old in the NBA. You know what I mean? And when you're injury prone, I mean, how many games yeah. has, has Kevin Love played this year? And if I'm Cleveland management, I don't want him to come back. I don't want any chance of winning. He's good, right though. Now. That's the thing. Yeah, he's really good. But what's the point now? The point for now, this year. Yeah, you're for, talking about the point now is think about the future. If right. I'm Cleveland or if I'm Phoenix or if I'm Washington and if Washington's going to lose Bradley Beal, you know what I mean? Like everything's coming down to the next star that we get. And I think Cleveland, who has had so much luck in the NBA draft lottery, it's ridiculous. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. And the chances are, if they keep going on the pace that they're doing, they most likely will get the number one pick. You know what I mean? Or number two pick. They'll get. They'll some. be up there. They're going to be up there. Um, and I just think everybody's in tank mode. And they asked Stephen A. this morning um, on first take. They said uh, they asked him a question of, "Do you think NBA teams should tank for Zion?" And the first thing he said was, "Yeah, yeah, hundred percent." I don't know why we still ask that question. It's pretty obvious. I mean, it's been going on for twenty years now. People tanking. I mean, I mean, outright just tanking. Uh, because they start, they smartened up and realized the draft is the quickest way to get young, exciting talent on your team for cheap money. Right. And so I don't get why we're like, man, should they tank? Or like, not, not, I don't mean like you or me specifically, just us as a society, a basketball community. It's a thing. You should do it. I mean, if you look at where the Sixers are, it's the, that's the reason that you do it. The Sixers have drafted MB. They drafted Simmons. Uh, you know, and they, before they traded everyone away, they had all these players that they had drafted because they tanked. And so like, it's, it's obvious to me. And yes, every team that isn't contending for a championship, um, or at least, you know, satisfied with being in the playoffs. I don't get like and finishing ninth in the NBA is about as dumb as it fucking gets. Right. Or and tenth. I guess tenth would be as dumb. Yeah, but as it and gets. if there's a talent like this kid too, and we've right. talked about him at length on our podcast, like he can change the dynamic of your whole organization. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and I, I I don't like the idea that he's going to Cleveland. I I, I nobody think, wants him to go to Cleveland. I don't want nobody, him to go to Cleveland. No, everybody want you know go to the Knicks. Go to Phoenix. Go to everyone in Cleveland wants him to come to Cleveland. Of course. And the whole idea that they, if they did get the number one pick, I think you and I talked about it at some point. I think that would be their fifth number one overall pick since so LeBron. Let's name them. It was Wiggins, LeBron. Okay, so since LeBron, LeBron and O two. LeBron, right? O three, O three. LeBron, Wiggins, Anthony Bennett, Kyrie, Kyrie, and then five, and would, then be five Zion would be Zion in in fifteen years. Right, which is crazy. And and the thing that I mentioned was Phoenix Suns literally. Last season got their very first ever number one overall draft pick, and then Cleveland has five in fifteen years. If this happens, that's wild. And they're right now they're the only team that that hasn't cracked the double digit win column yet. They're at nine. They're right? eight. They're eight and thirty three. Right. The next best teams are all at ten wins, right. or next worst teams rather are all at ten wins. Phoenix, Atlanta, uh, Chicago, and New York are all at ten wins in Atlanta. But from 12. what you, from what we know about Dan Gilbert and that organization, you could definitely vouch that. Dan Gilbert wants to tank and get somebody. He knows. 100%. It's worked for him so many times right. in the past. Like, why wouldn't it work out again? Minus Anthony Bennett. And I think this year especially, we've mentioned Zion a lot. I keep bringing up R.J. Barrett. 
RJ is about as good of a number two pick as you're going to get, you know? Uh, he should be the number one overall pick as far as I'm concerned, as far as just overall basketball talent. Raw talent and excitement and all that. Zion is the guy. I mean, and he, he's his jumper is not broke. He can't really shoot a free throw that well, he but he can, threes last he can shoot just fine, and but he can, can dribble just that fine. Too, though, That's the Drew. thing. So I get why Zion is the out, not number one. You can't I get, teach 47-inch finishing, finishing second in this year's draft is a, is a huge reward. Right. So, I, yes, Cleveland, Phoenix, Atlanta, Chicago, New York, go go so do, do it. Okay, so tell me this. This is, a, this is a question off the top of my head. Like, if you're Danny Ainge, right, and you're in Boston, right, and it's obvious right now – Jason Tatum's like they're they'll they'll put they're, they're dangling Jason Tatum out there because they want Anthony Davis. Like we've we've now we know that Jason Tatum could be on the trade block. Mm-hmm. Like well, Boston, for Anthony Davis though, yeah, I think but, outside of that, yeah. But name, if you want Zion or if you want that number one pick or Cleveland's pick, you know, could you could you dangle Tatum and a couple picks to to. Cleveland? Cleveland, yeah, you could you could do that. I think you could do that for any team that finishes with the number one overall draft pick. They're going to have to weigh that out, right? They're going to have to weigh. And why the Celtics would want to trade someone like Tatum for someone like Zion, I don't get. I don't. I, would, I don't see that for them and their franchise. They have. They are stacked at that position. Right. We we go through it all the time, and I think Tatum is about as a promising young talent as you can possibly find in the NBA. Uh, I don't think the Celtics will will trade Tatum for the pick necessarily. They may t- trade like Jalen Brown for the pick, but I don't think they would trade Tatum for anything less than than Anthony Davis. But they have a lot of picks too. They do. They could have four first round first round yeah. picks. No, this year. I, I, yeah, that's crazy. and don't think Danny Ainge isn't thinking about that. So, anyways, that's what that's what I'm thinking about Cleveland. I think Dan Gilbert's. A, uh, I've never been a fan of him at all, and I think a lot of teams are tanking for Zion. Hashtag tank for Zion right now. Some more rumors. They were talking about Porzingis to the Spurs. Did you see this? I did see that. I don't get. I mean, so again, Knicks are constantly in the trade talks right now, and I get it. Right? They're either they're prepping for Zion, or they're prepping for Kevin Durant, or prepping for Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Right. They're trying to make a big money move, and Porzingis is clearly the best player on that team. We don't know um, what kind of Porzingis we're gonna get, dude. Which we is why know. I don't know. I don't know necessarily why the Spurs would want him either at this point. I mean, they're going to, I guess they're just taking a, a risk and hoping that he's going to come back. Cause if he's not, if he's not the same Chris Stapps after this injury, as he was before, the Spurs shouldn't necessarily want him on his team, on their team. Uh, I mean, I guess on some level, even if his athleticism is depleted, he's still got a really nice jump shot and he can turn into like a poor man. He's still young, bro. He's going to be just fine. I think, I think so Chris too. Stapps is going to be just fine. And I think, this. I think having him on your team, uh, as far as the Knicks are concerned, is huge in attracting a big money free agent. Yeah, but that money that that organization sucks. They do. They've been horrible. They I, my suggestion is let him go. Let's but, clear up the cap space. Let's do what we got to do. Let this kid go and shine somewhere else because the shit's not popping right now. They have a really good coach. They've changed a lot of stuff in the front yeah. office. Their marketing, all that stuff is changing and whatnot. But what are you going to get in San Antonio, Lamarcus? I don't want. I, I would rather have Chris Tapps. And injured Chris Stapps right now than I would Lamarcus. Yeah. Unless you're giving me Demar with him, but that's not that's no. not happening. That's one. This is my point, and I I think like as far as like as far as big players are going right now, the trend is to not just go somewhere by yourself. The trend is to go team up with somebody. We have that's to. Legit, you have to. Which is why I think if the Knicks are actually serious about signing Kevin Durant or Kyrie, you have to have. You Chris need Stapps. someone right. that they can go look. I think you and him, mm-hmm. you can do shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I, if if he's gone, 
then you're really looking to sign two major players. And I think that is completely unlikely with James Dolan as the owner and the problems that, that have been going on in that organization. Uh, some more shit that happened this week. Uh, Tibbs was fired. Bye-bye, Tibbies. Tibbies was fired for whatever reason. It just wasn't working out in Minnesota. Strange time to do it. I don't think it was his fault. I think this was a, another player's revolt. You know what I mean? We don't want to do this shit anymore. Uh, man, don't... I don't know, dude. It seems strange to do this now, right? There were there was rumors that they were going to fire him in the offseason, right? And he held on to his job by virtue of saying, I'm going to keep this squad together. I'm keeping Jimmy. We're going to fucking run it back, and we're going to make the playoffs. And so they let him try that, and then he clearly failed. Why not fire him as soon? If you're trading Jimmy Butler, fire him at the same time and just start fresh. I don't get why we waited a month and a, a month and a half. And I don't get why uh, you know some of these head coaches have two roles in the organization. The president, you know I mean? you're the president. He was the president and the and the head coach. So it then you're redoing. Seems to really not work. It doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work because your focus as a coach should be to coach. Yeah, you know what I mean. You Doc should... Rivers had to be removed himself, or the organization removed him from that additional role. It's too much. It's too Stan much. Van Gundy got fired after four years in Detroit. I can't remember the last time that it's worked. Dude, when to has anyone's? It worked? I don't know. I I don't know. Right. I I'm trying to. I'm like literally racking my brain to figure out the last time that it actually was successful. You know, I think the salary is nice. I think that I think the the team aspect of salary, you can actually save a little bit of money by having Doc be the president and the head coach mm-hmm. instead of t- paying two people that salary. You mm-hmm. can condense those roles and pay them a little bit less and save a couple million dollars. But at what cost? But then their new their new coach, and I don't even know the Young Bucks name. He's the first. The Timberwolves interim head coach is Ryan Saunders, and they won. 119 to 117. And that was his first game that he's won as interim head coach. He was the youngest player, the youngest coach ever to do it. I don't know how old he is. He's got to be in his mid 30s, probably. Because well, you yeah, think Spolstra would have been. Spolstra, Brad Stevens. Right, like, been, there's, there's some younger young, than them. Fred Hoiberg was pretty young. Yeah, but anyway, so they're switching shit up in Minnesota, right? Yep. You know, when you fire your head coach and your president at the same time, like, that means you're, you know, going through some things. And Minnesota still has a chance to do something in the playoffs. You yeah. know what I mean? Derek Rose is is becoming kind of like a nostalgic icon right now, again with the way he's playing. He's and playing his his ass off. He right is. Now. I'm overwhelmed with how well he's playing, and I can't remember um, a kind of a return to grace like this for a player that really had kind of fallen off the map. I mean, he was almost out of the NBA. He thought he was out of the NBA like he three years himself. three years ago. Like I think he was like ready to retire. We were talking about it on a podcast last year. We're on fan. the Knicks. Well, yeah, but a fan saw him coming out of a rehab facility or yeah, whatever. Right. And Derrick Rose was down in the dumps. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he didn't even want to talk to this fan and be like, "Yeah, dude, like, yeah, I'm Derrick Rose. Like, I haven't done anything <laughs> in a while." You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing about Derrick Rose. He seems pretty humble. Uh, there is some off-the-court stuff with him that people don't really yeah. like. I don't really want to get into that no. because I I wasn't there. I don't know the facts either. It's pretty fucking gruesome if it's true. But uh, as far as like his basketball play, like this is about as good as it gets. I can't, you know, like he's someone leading, that's yeah. He's beating James Harden in All Star votes this year, Drew. Good. I want to see, dude. That would be unbelievable. He's going to be an All Star. Dwayne yeah. Wade has come out and said, if I can have my kids meet anybody and be anybody, I want them to be Derrick Rose. Wow. Jamal Crawford said that the the NBA or sorry, MVP Derrick Rose was the best point guard I've ever played against in my life. Wow. Derrick Rose was the real deal and still is the real deal. We can, you know, we see it in the way he plays. The guy can still play. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people after these injuries 
it's over. Danny Manning, it was over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, Antonio McDice, it was over. Amari mm. Stoudemire, it was over when you do this shit. Right. Derrick Rose has really come back in a position, not a big man position, a point guard position, mm-hmm. you know, where you're cutting and moving and, you know what I mean, and jumping. And, and he's not uh, tomahawking on dudes right. anymore. But the guy can still fucking play. The only thing that I can think of as far as a correlation and, like, return, and it's a little different, but Paul George, I you know, for a while there – you know, you, you, you injure yourself like that. And I think Gordon Hayward may be on that kind of a similar track right now. You don't know if Paul George was going to be able to recover and, and, and turn it around like he is. He's playing his ass off too, right. Paul George. And we the, the jury's still out on Hayward. I mean, he had a nice 35-point game uh, maybe a week or two ago and, and had a little breakout game for himself, which was great to see. But the jury's still out on him. And I think that recovery that Paul George had is – tremendous oh my god that was crazy but when you think about that versus what derrick rose had to do derrick rose was injured for like three si- years fucking three Four whole years. seasons right. not just one major injury where it took him to come back i've never i i'm well still... sean livingston's too i mean sean livingston's a talk great about one. sean that is a great one and i was there at that game yeah. i saw it and you know he definitely wasn't I, we were projecting as clipper fans because he was a clipper we drafted him pure pure illinois same spot that uh Ralph Lawler was from. Yep. Um, we, right out of high school. Yeah. We compared him to Magic Johnson. He was everyone, that guy. Yeah, everyone was did. comparing him to Magic Johnson. And that was one of the most gruesome. That's the most gruesome injury I saw basketball-wise. I have a water polo injury. That was the craziest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Never. Bro. I don't want to talk about that. I don't ever want to talk. I, I will talk to you about it off air. You've told me about it. Oh, it's, my God. It's, it's, uh, I, don't, we're not, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> the worst. But I, I, I watched Sean Livingston do it. And to see people come back from that. Um, is amazing and and on our instagram page at clips and drew if you're not following us follow us now uh we're pushing for d rose i want to see d rose i think the nba wants to see d rose in the nba all-star i know adidas game. wants to see d rose 100 <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you think his kickback is if he makes an all-star game dude, they're, st- they're paying him for like the next 25 years 100 but i want to sell some see, shoes i want to see d rose in the all-star game bro yeah this, man just just for that reason. And if he's leading in the votes, he's beating James Harden right now, which is a little That's funny. I think that's, I, I, that's a little funny and I think that shows the love voting? that I think that shows the love that that we have for Derrick right. Rose in, in, in the league in the community. But I think he's gonna take a big blow by having his boy Tibbs go, man. I mean well, Tibbs said, is gone. He was quoted as saying yesterday, Tibbs was the only coach that believed in me. Right. He believed in me. Um and I he was emotional about it yeah. afterwards. And I don't believe in him like for multiple occasions, like on the, on the bulls and then bringing him to the Timberwolves. Like he, he, you could, you can point directly at Tibbs as, as the reason for Derek Rose resurgence. 100%. Yeah. Uh, And I think that that might affect Derek in the, in the, in the rest of the season coming up. Um, We'll see how it goes. I don't know his relationship with the new coach. I don't know what that's going on. uh, What's going on with that. But back to Tibbs is as soon as Tibbs was, was dropped and fired, Doc already put the hand out and said, we would oh, love nice. to have you on the squad. Okay. Um, we would love to have you as a consultant, just Reunited like you did. United and it feels so, so good. good. You know, he did that to Ty Lue. Yeah. Um, and Ty Lue is a consultant for us as well. I think Tibbs, How many consultants do the Clippers have right now? Well, do, I don't 45 think, consultants? I, I don't think it fucking matters, though. <laughs> if you're free, if you're a free agent as a coach... Yeah, you can get, go to the Clippers. And, and you want to be... You know what I mean? Come to the... If, if Doc <laughs> wants you... Look, dude, you're laughing, but for me, defense is something we pride ourselves I, on. The Tibbs, the Tibbs is huge, huge. for, for the Ty Clippers. Lue, I don't know. Maybe Ty Lue's weird. Yeah, we have Sam Cassell. Like, I don't necessarily yeah. need Ty. Yeah. But 
obviously we haven't been coached by Ty Lue. I don't know what he's like as a coach. Right. I don't. So no, I, think, I get that. I think we've seen what Tibbs can do, and it's nothing. It's nothing but good shit if we can have him on our side. That's a and, really solid pickup. For and the he will be picked up. He'll be a head coach in the next year. I don't know like about it. that, man. The Maybe. NBA has really changed from when he was hitting his peak. You yeah, know, because they Chicago want player years. coaches now. They want friends. But it's and, also like just the style of the NBA. Yeah, I get it. And he's he's more along the line. Like I wouldn't be surprised if like the fucking Memphis Grizzlies give him a call. Yeah, but when is defense out of style? That's what right I'm now. Saying. Right now and in the which, NBA, which is okay. But if you want to win a title right now. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to compete, you have to play defense. And In crucial moments, yes. Oh. You know you know that defense is going wayward now, bro. I, I mean, teams are taking well, shots you, okay. in eight seconds. Okay. Defense is, is put to the side because you can't play defense anymore. Basically, right. you that's can't, what you're You can't saying. touch anybody. We can't touch anybody. The, the teams are shooting within the first 12 seconds of the shot clock almost every time on the floor. Right. The league is gearing itself towards offense. So right. So that's what I mean by that. The style of play is, is trending okay, so away I, I, from Tibbs. Okay, so I'm with you on that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But having Tibbs on your coaching staff could only be beneficial. Yeah. I, and I'm extremely happy yep. that he's with us. And I hope that he's a, a intricate part with us. If you have Jerry West and Doc Rivers and Tibbs and Sam Cassell and all these great people uh, behind you, like it's 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 going to be nothing but good shit. And speaking of the Clippers, dude, we're playing really good basketball. We're back at it. We're fourth right now. Clippers four. Yes, sir. Houston five. Yes, sir. Right Tied. behind us. Yeah, yeah. They're like a half game back. Yeah. Houston Rockets have made a huge surge. James Harden. They went from 14, literally almost right next to Phoenix. They were. To now being, uh, you know, if they win tonight, they're playing uh, the Bucks tonight. If they win tonight, they're going to be fourth place. Clippers will be in fifth cl- place. Yep. All because of James Harden. Yep. 100%. This guy is the first player in NBA history to have 10 games in a row where he's averaged 35 points a game, five assists. This guy's numbers that he's putting up are ridiculous. Yeah. And whether you love him or hate him, you got to understand that, James Harden has finessed the NBA. <laughs> and do you want to hey, let me explain why I think he's finessed the NBA? Okay. And these are the conversations that I have with my NBA dudes. Like, how can you hate on a guy? This is the way the game is refereed now. For all you guys that think that, like, he goes to the line too much, which he does, he goes in line a lot. A lot of NBA players go to the line too much. Hand checking's been out of the NBA for 10 to 15 years. I think it's been almost 15 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hand checking has been out of the NBA. The way the game is called now is you literally cannot touch the offensive player. Yeah. James Harden has finessed it, has milked it, has sold it to work the game in his benefit. How can we hate James Harden for perfecting his craft? He has perfected the craft. We saw it the other night with uh, Steph Curry trying to do the James Harden step back. And it was a travel. What Steph did was a travel. Because he didn't do it the way the NBA looks at it and the NBA referees look at it. And I've spoken at this at, at length with our NBA referee. Okay. And we've talked about, you know, me and you talk to him all yeah. the time. Yeah. And explaining this this travel, which we all all say is a travel. It we is have a travel. Said numerous times. It's a travel. It's a tra- but if you look at what the NBA calls it's it's all about the pickup. It's all about the pickup dribble, the okay. ghost dribble, all right. that extra half step that you get. That's right. what it's all about. It's yeah. When you pick it up, where your the foot gather. is at, the gather, the gather. Yes, okay? yeah. Where you pick it up and how you step back is where it's all at. Harden has perfected that. See, to me, there's no difference between those two shots. Okay, there is. I don't either, Drew. I'm with you 100. Yeah. percent Right. But the way the game is right. refereed and the way the NBA is looking at the game, me and you have said since day one yeah. that this is a fucking travel. Yeah. 
We didn't see it growing up. It was never a move. It's a travel. Okay. I mean, that's that, we can just dead this now. It's a travel. Steph Curry traveled. James Harden travels all the time. And it's just, it's really ridiculous because the refs called that on Steph. And it and to me, it's literally the same move that, that James Harden makes. And so that is a double standard. Now, we can we can take it to super slow motion, uh, but the, the refs don't watch the game in super slow motion. They watch it in live speed. And if you're not gonna, if you're gonna call that on Steph, you gotta call that on James. If you're not gonna call that on James, you cannot call that on Steph, in my opinion. Uh, to the point that you've made, I think people hate on James Harden because he's boring, and that's something I think you agree with. James Harden, watching him play, he's so nice. It's though, monotonous. Though. It's so it's nice. very much the same stuff. Uh, he, you're you're absolutely a hundred thousand percent correct that he's perfected his craft. And this is the thing that I think goes a little bit unsung is how hard he had to work to get to this level. And that's something I, I always want to point out in people like James Harden was not this player. No. When I, I, I had the, the privilege to watch him uh, play uh, as a high schooler, uh, like one day after I lost my very last playoff game in my high school career, uh, we went out to Simi Valley. He was at Artesia. He was a sophomore at the time. Um, and he was unbelievable in high school. He was shooting from everywhere. But he's not even, it's not even the same realm of player that he was in high school and college and even his first couple years in the NBA. He has worked so hard at his handle. He's worked so hard at the pick and roll and his jump shot. And it's unbelievable how good he is at that. So I want to tip the cap to him on that Let's regard. Let's tip the cap. But exactly what you just said is why Steph Curry is a superstar. That is right. why Giannis is a superstar. This is why James Harden is a superstar. Kyrie, these guys worked at it. This shit wasn't God given, or it was God given. Oh, but well, Giannis is Gian- certainly was. Yeah, but you, he also put on sixty pounds of beef. Right. He learned how to play fucking Joel Embiid, another one. Okay? Right. You have to trust the process. Uh-huh. Sorry to say that. Pardon the pun. Yeah. And we can't. You know what I mean? Like right. you can't give up on people just because they're they're eighteen, nineteen coming in the NBA. Yeah. And they don't have this skill or this skill. Uh, James Harden has perfected it. Yeah. Well, I think the the easiest thing to look at is is that same team that he was playing with on Artesia had had this guard who was a senior at the time who was better than James Harden. And I'm not sure where he went. I think he was like Long Beach State or something like that. But that guy and James are essentially the same. Like they were the same size. They had all the same God-given talent. Mm. And there's a reason that James Harden is in the position that he is in and that guy just didn't cut it. There's a reason I'm sitting here on this fucking couch and and not doing some other shit is because well, people were... Well, this is a work... good place to be though, Drew. Right. It's it, a there, good place but to be. I love this couch. Um it, the, you're absolutely right, though, and that's the stuff that that gets lost in translation. All the hate about the free throws and on all the hate about the fouls and the travels and all that stuff. When it comes down to it, he is right now hands down the best offensive player. Even James Harden said, "Can you guys just stop talking about the fouls and ex- and appreciate the greatness that I'm playing?" Yeah. All the and I posted on our on our page. I'm like, all these players are being really humble now. Yeah. You got LeBron calling himself the goat. You got Russell Westbrook saying he's the best player at his position yeah. in every single statistical category, yeah. which is, I guess, true and not true in some way. And then you got James Harden saying, you know, just just admire my greatness. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, so I got a question for you so yeah. since we're on James Harden. Okay. This is, this is a question. Somebody hit me up about this in our DMs about it today. In today's game, Drew, today's game right now, prime James Harden or prime T-Mac, who are you taking – who would you in take? today's game? In today's game, prime T Mac 
prime James Well, you got to take James Harden because he actually knows how to play in today's game. Okay, but I think it would take Tracy a little while to just to, to realize all the shit that he could do. I think Tracy McGrady was an unbelievable talent. Uh, 6'9", essentially point guard if you wanted him to be. I think at this in this in in today's NBA, I think Tracy McGrady would be a 6'9 point guard, yeah, which is a fucking terrifying thought. He'd be like a, a hybrid penny, like a, a bigger, crazy a bigger, hybrid. A bigger penny who could shoot it. A better penny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I mean that's a, you know I love these questions but this is in my opinion you you have to take Harden right now because I don't think I've never seen Tracy McGrady a, attempt a step back the way that James Harden has attempted a step back Tracy could hit him all day long I just Harden okay MVP Tracy never got one of those I, that's where I'm different going. time different era yeah. we're halfway through the season at this halfway point. through the season hey Drew speaking of that. Did we have you? Have, you got any predictions that we made preseason? We did have some predictions. We I went I went back and I listened to our 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 podcast mm-hmm. uh, leading into the season where we did the, the the NBA season preview. How bad was it? Were we okay? Or were we? We were okay, uh-huh. um, but we did make some incorrect predictions. Right. And one of the first things that uh, that I said on that podcast was, uh, "I don't think the Nuggets are good." And the first thing you said. one of the first things, right. and and you were right there with me. You were like, "Yeah, I don't think I don't see it either." Nope, not gonna happen. So uh, struck struck out on that one. Number one in the West. Uh, halfway through the season, they are the best team in the. Uh, in I want to talk Conference. about the Nuggets in a minute, though. I want to uh, get back on that. M- my whole thing was that they needed. Is, this is the the best part. I think my whole thing was that they needed to stay healthy in order to even make the like a consideration for the playoffs. And like half their team's been injured this year, and they're still in the number they're still one. Still killing. What did you have to say about the Nuggets? No, I want to I because uh, we had another question from our. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, our boys over at the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Shout out to you guys, Dust the, Brothers, the Dust Brothers, Miles and Jordan. Yeah. Um. He he asked a question. He's like, I want to I want to ask you guys, you know, what do the contending teams need? Like these contending teams that are on the cusp. Okay. Like the Denver Nuggets sure. and the Indiana Pacers, and you know. OKC is even right there on the cusp, but like, what do they need to, what player do they need to be at the next level, right? And so I was thinking about the Denver Nuggets. Okay. And the first thing that came to my mind is like, yeah, they're number one right now. Uh, Jokic is amazing. Jamal Murray's been playing really well. Like, their whole they, team's been playing well together. Really well. And we haven't seen Michael Porter. You know what I mean? Yeah. We haven't seen Isaiah Thomas. Nope. We haven't seen any, like, I think they could use another player, but I, 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 so I think Denver is one year away. I don't think Denver has what it takes. They're, they're number one right now. I don't see them winning the, 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 the championship. No. I don't even see them getting out of the, maybe the first or second round. I right. don't see that happening. Right. I think this shit's going to fade at yeah. some point. And I, we could be wrong again with our same shit as our I'm holding prediction. true. I'm holding true. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs initially. I think that's, that's probably going to happen. They're mm-hmm. probably going to make the playoffs unless something tragic happens. No, they're going to make the playoffs. Right. But, but next year, let's see what this Porter kid can do because we haven't seen him play. Sure, he's had more hype than a lot of other players that we've ever seen, and nobody's talking about him. Nobody's mentioned this kid's name. Well, because you haven't seen him for two years. Right, I mean, he played f- three minutes in Missouri. And we're not seeing Missouri. Him. We're as not you told Missouri. Me. Yeah, in Missouri. Right, right. We haven't seen him work out. We haven't seen any footage of him playing. I saw. I, I saw a video of him buying a, a, a car for his mom. Yeah, must be nice. Okay, that's, I think that's what I, the last thing I saw of him, and that was like. Seven months ago. But if he lives up to half of his expectations, yeah. like this kid might be really good and he might be that six nine, you know, uh tweener yeah. on Denver that they might yeah. need. And I think when I so to your question, to the Dust Brothers Dust Brothers question, I'm not sure Denver needs anything because there isn't one thing that they can go and get without giving up so much assets right. to actually make them 
in my opinion, competitive with right. the with the Warriors, <laughs> competitive with the Raptors. Now, the Raptors and them, I, in my opinion, are, are pretty close. But obviously, you have Kyle Lowry, uh, oh, All Star. Raptors way above the Nuggets. Right, right, but right now they're like neck and neck when you when you look at their records and and I think also when you just look at their pace of play and their defense and all that stuff, their their bench. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade anyone uh, for them. I mean. Could they go get in his cancer? Sure, I guess, but they have. Yeah, but that's not going to change they have, anything. They have Mason Plumley. Like they, they have, they have a pretty complete team. To, I, and I'm with you on that. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying, give him another year. Let's get healthy. Let's see what Isaiah. Right. You know, let's see if it is still going to be there. Let's see what the kid can do. Right. And in my eyes, there's only like four, like four players that can actually change the okay. dynamic of a team. By okay. the trade deadline, these guys will probably be traded. I think Bradley Beal will be gone. I think okay. Terry Rozier will be gone. Okay. I think that uh, KCP will be gone. Sure. On the Lakers, and there was uh, Kemba. I think Kemba will be gone. Okay. Kemba being Kemba and Bradley being the guys that can literally change your franchise. Yeah. If you need, if you need that, if you need, if you're looking for a guard that that can take you to the next level. So if you're Milwaukee, right? I mean, you got a good Bledsoe. Bledsoe's you know, okay. He's okay, but Brogdon's okay. Brogdon's okay. But you got a really nice thing going on there. But say you get a Kemba implemented there. This is what the Dust Brothers are asking. Does that make Milwaukee like a contender? If Kemba goes to Denver, does that make you know Denver a real contender? Maybe. I'm not sold on Denver regardless. Yeah. I think I think uh, Milwaukee is one piece away. We've said this. We've implemented a couple different things. Like, yeah. In the East, it seems like you can those players can be more drastic because especially because they're coming from other Eastern Conference teams, right? So that's the side of that. I you know the Warriors are still a powerhouse in my mind. Okay, I, here's I, a question for you. I, I don't Kemba see... for Lonzo. Kemba for Lonzo on the Lakers. What does that do for you? Say it's straight up. I'm going to take Kemba Kemba Walker for Lonzo Ball. What does that do to the Lakers? I like that. Do I you? Uh, think about I, it. I like Lonzo a lot, and I don't want to give him up. Um, Kemba's fantastic, but I just I I. The reason that Lonzo and LeBron play so well is because Lonzo doesn't need the ball in his hands for very long. He'll dribble it up if you want him to. If you don't, he'll let LeBron dribble it up. Like he's just a very easygoing, no ego. So Kemba or Lonzo, if you have, if it's on the plate right now, if you're Magic right if, now, I, that's a tough one for me. The reason, the reason is, don't be a fan right now. The reason it's so tough is because I don't know how LeBron and Kemba would play together. I don't. I've never seen them play together, and I don't know how Kemba does. Well, he's never had a, another superstar ever. I, and I don't know how he does with the ball out of his hands for so long. He's a great player. I would love him to be on the Lakers. I think he's a really underrated talent. I like the way that Lonzo plays with LeBron, and LeBron's going to be here for four more years after this. Uh, I, I mean, ideally, I guess, it was because he signed that deal. I, I would be very tentative. As long as I understood Kemba's mentality and that he was willing to, and he wanted to be a Laker and wanted to play with LeBron, I'm in that. No problem. But if he was... But could that change the t- trajectory of the Lakers this year? Because you don't think the Lakers have a chance of winning the title. No, year. I don't. You've said this many times. Yeah, I don't. I don't I don't necessarily believe that. Yeah. But Kemba, could he change that perspective? I think, yes. I think especially now, like with LeBron being out, I think Kemba can go win you games. I don't think Lonzo can win you games right now. He's had performances recently uh, within that first week, especially where he had like that first triple double of the season. I think it was his first triple double of the season against the Kings. Uh, and then he got cramps and we, we had to pull him and he couldn't finish the game. Right. Kemba Walker is a proven scorer in this league. Lonzo is not, but Lonzo brings a lot of other things that I don't think Kemba brings to the table necessarily uh, as far as defense and stuff. Yes. 
right now with LeBron being out, I want Kemba Walker on my team. But when LeBron is back, I'm just unsure about how they would play together. So I like that idea, but I want I would want to keep Lonzo. I'd rather give so up. You'd keep Lonzo over. Kemba I'd rather right? give up Ingram for for uh, Kemba Walker. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that would be my. Well, Ingram, it's it's. It's on the table. Ingram's on the table for anybody. If, as long we're as waiting, right. we're waiting for the Pelicans to say, "Okay, now we want Ingram. Give us Ingram and Kuzma and mm. Hart, and we'll give you Davis, right? And we'll say, fuck it, let's do it.' Like, that could happen. I think we're going to say, let's think do it. Boston's going to be right there with you on that. So the next prediction that that we made incorrectly, I think this will this will make you chuckle a little bit. I didn't think the Clippers were going to be any good. Uh, I thought they were going to be. Did I? I thought they were going to be in the nine seed. You had them in the seven seed. Okay. I had them in the nine, just missing out on the playoffs. Uh, so I seem a little bit off on that. They've definitely impressed both of us in this season. I thought that they didn't, they weren't going to have enough offense, and I thought they were going to have to be the number one defense in the NBA in order for them to make a run. And we're close to You're that. You're close. We're close to the number one defense, but we there is arguably four fucking all stars on our team, and that's not just me being a fan. It is you being. No, a fan. it's not. Yes, that's bullshit. Tobias Harris should be on everybody's list. How many points a game he's averaging? Nineteen. Look at his look. It's look nineteen. At, look at our record. What what the fuck is what is Middleton? Do, or excuse me, what is Jimmy Butler doing? We're at, Jimmy Tobi- Butler. Jimmy Jim, Butler is averaging. Tobias Harris is at, has better numbers than Jimmy Butler right now. I, have, so if Jimmy I don't but- think Jimmy Butler should be an all star. Me either. Right. But what I'm saying, uh, uh, Montrezl Harrell, Lou Williams, Gallinari. And motherfucking Tobias Harris I love should it. be in the All Star game. I love it. One of them at it, least should be. If you guys, I, I think our boy Dom actually mentioned this is like if if the Clippers were in the number one seed, maybe you get one or two of those guys in the All Star game. What because my, you guys are in the five seed, uh, and I don't think any of those guys except for maybe Lou is averaging over twenty points per game. I, this is just not going to happen. There, you don't think we're going to get one All Star on nope. the All Star team? That's so and see that that's. So fucked up. It is. It, no, it's. I'm not so saying that they're up. that they're not deserving. No, I, think I don't you're think you're being a hater right now, Drew. I think you're being a hater. I think you're not understanding. Tobias Harris is the MVP of our team. Yeah. Montrez Harrell. The numbers he's putting up are crazy. Yes, of course. I don't think we're gonna get four All Stars from the. Who Clippers do you think is gonna team. be an All Star? I th- I think definitely consideration. Honestly, <laughs> Consider- Tobias. Har- Tob- no consideration being that people should think about this. Okay. Is Lou Williams okay. and Tobias Harris. And the way the All-Star game is going to be drafted this year, don't think that... You have to be on the ballot. There, there's a selection of players that they're drafting. And Tobias isn't. and Le- No, Montrezl Harrell isn't on the ballot. Right. That's the only dude that's not on the ballot. So they're when they're drafting, it's not like, oh, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler didn't get drafted, so he's not going to be an All-Star this year. They determine the list... And then the players pick off of that list. So there's a cap on the list. It's not any. You don't not, think Lou Williams is on the list, bro? I don't think he will be on that. You're list. crazy. Because you the list is determined by the fans first, you're and then crazy. and then the coaches second. I'm turning. I just turned my my hat backwards. Yeah. Because I want to get. You're crazy, Drew. Okay. Lonzo Ball should be on the All Star ballot, but Lou Williams shouldn't. Who said you, that? Who who you, said that? Do you see how many votes Lonzo has? Yeah, I don't think okay. he should be an All Star. No. No, but you, nobody said that he you deserves honestly, to be on Drew, the All Star team more than Lou don't Williams. You think Lou Williams should be an All Star? No, for really, really, why? The where the Clippers are, you had them at nine. Yeah, okay. We have no superstars on the team whatsoever. You don't even have any All Stars. <laughs> and, yeah, and see, this is why I don't even want to talk about this with you. That's ridiculous. Dude. I don't think he deserves it. He's you, not a no, starter. He doesn't deserve it. He's won seven he, games for us this year off the fucking bench, averaging t- shooting ninety five percent from the free throw yep. line. Uh, fourth quarter scoring, he's top ten percent. Yep. And he, you don't think he should be? 
Uh, no, I don't. Unbelievable. Okay, Drew, because who's going. who's gonna who's gonna whose spot is he gonna take? He's gonna take Dame Lillard's spot. Okay, so Derrick Rose or, or Lou Williams? Derrick Rose. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's doing more for his team than Lou Williams is. Are you fucking serious, Drew? <laughs> yeah. Derrick Rose is doing more for Minnesota yes. than Lou Williams is doing for the Clippers. Yeah, look. you are fucking out of control, bro. I'm I'm doing a Stephen <laughs> A. Smith, bro. I'm stepping back. Do, do you, bro? Go continue talking. Oh man, continue uh, fucking talking. Bro. I I love that. Yeah. So I also did predict that Utah was going to make the four seed. Drew also has Brooke Lopez as a starting center on the All Star team right now, just to let you know. No. Yes, you do. I don't you probably think... would vote for fucking Brooke Lopez. I uh, know. Nope. Sorry, I was going to Stephen A. Smith. I, I, I don't Go like. Drew. I don't think Brooke Lopez. I think Brooke Lopez is having a great year. Yeah, I don't think totally. he's an he All Star. One hundred percent. If Tobias is an All Star, mm-hmm. then show, so should Brooke Lopez. So, then so, totally, bro. Uh, um, so mm-hmm. I thought so I, Seth Curry. I thought Utah. I thought Utah was going to make the four seed. Oh boy! You thought Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell was going to be. You thought Donovan Mitchell was going to be an MVP. So that's a swing and a miss. We thought the Pelicans would. We both agreed that the Pelicans would be the six seed. Not good. Where uh, are they at right now? They're in the. They're in the the twelve seed. Um, Damn! Really? Yeah. Uh, they started so hot. They went three and zero. They were they were the three and zero. One of the only three and zero teams in the NBA. Maybe we're talking about their big three. They yeah, such a big three. <laughs> their literal big three. Um, we we both agreed the Rockets and Warriors would be one and two. Okay, and we both thought both those teams could get sixty plus wins this year, oh, and that's that's not going to happen. <laughs> so that's that's our 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 misses. Okay, so we missed on, on a lot of shit on the Western Conference, but we hit on a lot of stuff. Okay. I mean, that's only four. It's like four teams that we really missed out on. Okay, so that's what pretty about good. The East? Did you got anything on the East? So in the East, we we. I, we <laughs> We missed on the Wizards. We we didn't see that coming. What did you, we say? You thought Wall was going to be an outside uh, MVP. You thought he was going to be an All Star and and have a, an unbelievable year. He I had, did. He, I yeah. Yeah, Seriously? You said John Wall was going to have a, a crazy season. God damn. And, and I think to some point, like he wasn't really having a bad year. Yeah, but you know what? You know what? Fuck it. Chill for a second. Drew. Okay. I'm over John Wall. Okay. <laughs> These expectations that it's he's kind of like, and it, it's weird that they're on the same team, but. It's kind of like Dwight Howard, okay? okay? Like I have all these expectations. Right. Like we want you to come into camp healthy. You have so much fucking talent. Yeah. And we see how you play when you really want to play basketball. When you really want to play, John, you are the top three, four, five point guards in the NBA. There were times where I would take John Wall over Dame Lillard. You know what I mean? I yeah. would. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think a lot of people would. Yeah, sure. But then you do shit like this, John. Not this year. And I'm, I, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I apologize. I apologize for that, dog. Oh, that's funny. The, like the little caveat that we had there, because we thought Dwight Howard was going to be healthy, hoping oh, yeah, Dwight man. Howard was going to be healthy. That's part of why we picked the Wizards at the sixth seed. Okay. Um, I thought the Bucks were going to be at the five seed, okay. so a little under underwhelming there. Uh, well, we weren't expecting Middleton to play so well, and I, we weren't expecting them to to really rally around Budenholzer. Right, Budenholzer totally. has and done a great. We made fun of him last yeah, year. Yeah, we did. Yeah, right. Uh, you did say that you thought Giannis would would make a. The, 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 he was like the third player that you mentioned for your MVP. Mm. Uh, you thought he was gonna win the MVP. Who was my first? The first one Donovan. that you mentioned was what you thought Donovan was like your outside guy. Right. Uh, you that thought, was my sleeper. I said, yeah, it was that a was your that was your sleeper. Okay. Uh, you, Giannis was your guy when okay. when you when you brought that up. I had the Raptors in the three seed uh, because everything was too new. I think that still actually may end up. We didn't know what Kawhi we were getting. Right. We had no idea. And then this is, we thought the Celtics uh, by far. Best. Be- you, you, I quoted you in this. Yeah. Best roster in the NBA. They are. <laughs> they still are, Drew. Are they not? Name a better roster from I 1 said, to 12. I said uh, that they're the second best roster in the NBA. 
behind the Warriors. Okay. But uh, they, no, but they still do, Drew. And when we both thought that they were going to win 60 plus games. Ah, this year. That, that ain't well, happening. 60 looks so easy last year. Like, what the oh, fuck? Everyone was getting 60. Yeah. No. Uh, so that was, those were our misses on the East. Well, uh, and it wasn't, it's not, nothing really bad. They're just kind of just a little bit up and down. We didn't know, we didn't, there's no way you could have predicted that the right. Bucks and the, and the Raptors would click like this immediately. And that I the didn't Celtics think would, so. And that the, the Celtics would struggle. Right. They were, they looked to be the, just going to run right through this year. We did. And it was, uh, the East is more competitive, I think, than we expected. We thought it was going to be a pushover. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. The, we knew the top five were going to be good, mm-hmm. but the rest, the mid, like the, the Nets are a big surprise. We thought, I, I, I said, Believe it or not, if you go back and listen, people, I said the Nets had an outside chance of making the playoffs. You They're did. in the seven seed right now, and I didn't predict this, but I said, look, if if they can pull that shit together and and rally behind D'Lo and Allen, and they are the super, they can they can make a team, they the can make a run. Poor man's Clippers Clip, yeah, on the East, right. definitely. And then my so moving forward, I did still my prediction at the start of the season mm. was Warriors Celtics Finals, okay. Warriors sweep for nothing. That was my. That prediction. was your. Okay. So that's still in play. Okay, that's there's still a chance that that did happens. I did I have you it didn't? No? You didn't offer one up. Yeah, uh, that was just me. I just threw it out there at I the like end. It, though. I threw I it mean, out there at the end. I mean, that's not shocked. <laughs> no, shocked. that was about as mainstream of a pick as I. And then we didn't go on. A, I didn't. Drew's go like, on. I'm going to go out of lane yeah. and say Warrior Celtics. Yeah, that was a hot take that I had. Well, that's funny going back and looking, and we're halfway in, and it feels like we just blinked our eye. Yeah, and like halfway and, through and the we're season. halfway through the season, and it is shocking to see like what kind of teams gel and like we've seen the demise of the washington wizards we've seen how horrible the the chicago bulls what they're going through you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and we haven't even seen boogie come back to the warriors boy Boogie's his return this week january 18th next and, week and i want to touch on something really quick before we get out of here clay had 43 last night clay's been in a slump a quote-unquote yeah he's been a little off clay. we'll call it that he had 43 last night um four dribbles and for anybody else, this would be really shocking. But Clay's done this so many he's times. Amazing. He's, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. Okay? After last night watching that, mm-hmm. you know, Clay was already up there as, like, one of the best catch-and-shoot catch shooters ever. I've ever seen. All time. Um, and then watching that last night, it just got my brain going a little bit, right? And I'm thinking about the best catch-and-shoot players I've ever seen. Reggie Miller, Kyle Korver, Ray Allen. Jason Terry, JJ, really good. J- JJ's up JJ there, Redick, one hundred percent. Yeah, guys that necessarily, I mean, Ray Allen could create his own shot. Yes, but like guys, like he became Reggie, just a catch and shoot, like towards the end. Totally. That's all he did. They based the offense around it. Okay, the Rip offense, Hamilton. I think Rip Hamilton Rip was great coming off the yeah. screen. Catch yeah, and shoot. you're right. That's yeah. another great. Guy. Yeah, great call on that. Yeah, but thinking about that, and I'm just like, I think Clay scoring forty three on four dribbles is really impressive. If I saw Clay score 43 with KD out and Steph out and everybody out and he's creating his own shot, I think this offense works for Clay perfectly. Absolutely. Could my question to you is could Clay do the same thing on another team? And this isn't me hating on Clay at all. Right. I'm asking if you think it's kind of like what we talk about with Draymond, you know, can Draymond, this offense, this system works so good in their favor. Right. Can Clay, do you think, could he do it on Milwaukee? Yes. And and the Orlando. Re- the reason I know that, that it's true is because the careers of Kyle Korver and JJ Redick, right? Clay is, in my opinion, it, it's hard to say that he's better than they are because those guys are unbelievable catch and shoot three. I mean, that's that's what they've done their whole career. Clay has more uh, talent and more capability of, of creating his own shot than both of them. 
in my mind. And 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 Corver are. But when does he create his own shot? I never see him. So I don't know how many Warriors games you've been able to watch. uh, When Steph was out, we were trying to check them out as much as possible, and it was him and KD, and they did lose some games in that in that run. But he was definitely creating his own shot. He was, I think, he was averaging close to twenty six a game during that stretch that, that that Steph was out. But what I mean by can he do it on – when you ask me can he do it on any other team, the answer is yes because all you have to do is set some screens, right? You set some screens for this man and he well, doesn't yeah, need four dribbles. Shoot or shoot. I'm with you on that, dude. Okay. Shoot or shoot. I'm not saying Clay's going to go to another team and he's going to shoot 27%. No, right. What I'm saying is, is he going to have the same opportunities? Like there's not many teams where you can literally – he dribbled four times, dude. Right. That is un unbelievable and i see my whole thing is is like when when he can do that he can if he can do that on the warriors he can do that on any team yeah but if you have people that are you know watching steph curry you're watching Kevin I, Durant, I get i get your point clay is the guy that benefits the most from all of this i think offense. i think your question comes down to can clay be the number one option yes. on a team yes and the answer is yes to that question is he gonna be like you know the same clay Having that pressure, I don't think the answer. I think the answer is no. That was kind of the question that was brought up on ESPN today, where they're like, they asked, "Would you rather take uh, Giannis or, or Harden as your MVP?" And it's it's kind of a, a toss up right now. Yeah, I'm taking James Harden, but whatever the dude that was talking about it, his his uh, his argument was that like people are going to catch on to Giannis, like he can't shoot, right? Yeah, let him shoot. Let him shoot. Right now, he can't shoot. Like Ben Simmons. In two years, shoot. maybe it'll, maybe that narrative will change. But they're catching on, okay? So you catch on yeah. to but Giannis, Giannis is, is having an unbelievable season. Right. We don't really talk about him enough, I think. Sometimes it, it's easy for him to go unnoticed because he plays in Milwaukee and uh they're the number 2 seed in the in the East right now and and we barely show them any love. Can I, they win the championship though? Do you No. Think you no, because they're because they're missing something or because they just so again, I think so when when we talked about Kemba Walker, mm-hmm. I, I that is a destination. He I think is a game changer for them. Mm-hmm. I like Eric Bledsoe. I've always liked Eric Me Bledsoe, too. but he's not Kemba Walker. Right. And that is something that they don't have right now. Like when you look at talking about creating your own shot, when you look at the guys on that team that can create their own shot, it's him, uh Middleton, and I guess at this point it's Brooke Lopez cuz he can just keep stepping back and shooting a three. Firing. But but they are lacking the you know five seconds on the clock. We got to hand it to someone. Go shake your mm-hmm. go shake and bake your guy and, and, and hit a nice jumper outside of Giannis, and and he can't hit a jumper at this point, so he's just going to the rack. So that is something that they need for sure. And I think that they thought maybe uh, Bledsoe could evolve to that or something like that. He's not this that team. guy. He's not. He's a he's an unbelievable athlete. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a good solid point guard in the NBA. But Kemba is a better option. I him. always thought Eric Bledsoe was a great backup when he backed. I mean, we knew it when he was backing mm-hmm. up Chris Paul. I think he would be a a great backup. If he should take a page out of Lou Williams' playbook, like if you could back up Kemba or back up one right. of these guys, yeah. come in, give twenty minutes a night, or play together at some point. Sure, you know what I mean. So back to the question that the Rappaport podcast was asking us: that's the game changer right there. Like I think yes. Kemba till that to, would change Milwaukee's uh, trajectory right. for the remainder of the season, and it would change shit in Vegas too. It might, you know, I, what I mean, yes. if, if if Milwaukee has Kemba, then it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did want to mention: I know we're going to wrap up here, mm. but Udonis Haslam has announced that he's going to finally retire. OG triple OG UD, as they say. And I don't think that uh, a role player like him has ever really come around for a franchise that's been as loyal and as uh, really as good as Udonis was in his peak. I think they should retire his jersey. One hundred. Oh, he's that's that's happening. 
He's a Miami native, dude. He's a Florida yeah, native. He went to he went to Florida. He was, yes. he was a Gator, and then just went right down to to Mister Eight Hundred Five. Still, uh, Dwayne's best friend, like him and Dwayne. Udonis and, Haslam is right. one of the greatest, like a, a role player. I mean, I, I I say that with a lot of respect because he was, never, was he was never a star. No, but, but there was a few years where he was the guy. He was very good, right. like on that 06 Wade Shaq team. Mm-hmm. He was like very good player on that squad, and for years later. So, do you shout out to Udonis? One hundred percent. Do you think that the that Miami kept him around a couple extra years just to get him on, put him on the. Get a couple more checks, bro. Uh, yes, to. yeah, he got the Jawan Howard treatment. I feel like Jawan Howard. <laughs> That's my guy. Is he still on a roster? Like no, he's, he's no, he's a he's no, an assistant he's coach coaching. now. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, there you go. Like we'll call on UD though. Yeah, man. So I wanted to shout him out, and it's funny that you brought up Brook Lopez because the other night I was sitting at home and um, played. I played my men's league, you know, recently, and <laughs> I was thinking to myself, back in my youth, I was I was a good young athletic mm-hmm. slasher mm-hmm. shooter. I could dunk occasionally, right. uh, but my game is now. I am the Brook Lopez. You're the three points. I am the Brook Lopez of the 24 hour fitness. I'm the Brook Lopez of. I am the six four, <laughs> Brook Lopez. That's all I do now. I go from three point line hey, to three point line. I don't really rebound. You're Brooke I don't Lopez, play a whole lot I'm of defense. I'm Andre Miller, bro. I love it. I'm Andre Miller. Yeah, that's. But we a, can still get buckets, right? Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm hitting threes. I mean, we do what we got to do. <laughs> hey, yo, shout out to everybody. Hey, again, you guys have all been doing so much for us. We see all the screenshots. We hope you continue doing it. My boy Mike uh, was on a flight to uh, Cabo. My boy played in Japan forever. Nice. And he's like, yo, you got me through my flight Solid. to Cabo. All these people are hitting us up, sending screenshots. We appreciate it. Yeah. We would love if you continue tag. If you want to see anything on our page, like tag us and and shit that you think that we should be putting on our page. Yeah, and please more it. questions too. We love the questions. Yeah, man. thank you for all those that that actually submitted some questions. Keep doing it. We want to answer your questions, and I think it's helping us come up with topics to talk I about. I think so too, because we're you know it is what it is. It's 2019. Uh, we are the best NBA podcast. We're trying to bring you the best content that we can. Uh, we want to keep it within the family too, people. Yeah, you know, let's all support each other. Tell your, tell a friend, tell your mama, tell, tell your mistress, tell whoever you got. Yeah. The Clips and Drew Show, the True Players Podcast is where it's at. Before we go, yeah, they all know my predictions for the finals, right? And you ducked out of the somehow you ducked out uh, of that in the preseason mm-hmm. uh, preview podcast, mm-hmm. and you almost skated out of here without giving a prediction again. Okay, I'm going to demand it. Okay. Predict who wins the finals and how does it how does it break down? Golden State, Philly. Ooh, Golden State gets one more. And what's then? What's the breakdown of the games? <sighs> that's a good. I like that. I would, that would be a fun series. I, I'm going Golden Demarcus State. against Embiid. Yeah, that's what. That I, that's, would be awesome. That's what I'm thinking though, and yeah. I think it's seven games. I think it's seven. Games. Seven games. That's Warriors win it in seven. But. Side note, I think the Clippers are going to the second round of the playoffs. Oh, good for we, them. And and they have four All-Stars. Yeah, so they, they should definitely with four All-Stars, up, they should make it to hey, the second round. You know round. what? Sometimes I can't even talk <laughs> fucking basketball with you. Hey Drew, we're gonna take him out with something hot. I don't even know this dude. Heard Uh-oh. his song the other day, and I've just been banging it in my truck all day. Okay. Marshmallow is oh, his name. I love Marshmallow. You heard him? Dude, he wears a marshmallow head. Please, if That's, you haven't seen him. I he, haven't it, seen him. He's great, bro. His beats are sick. Project Dreams. This shit is a banger. Yep. Just turn it up. Vibe out. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. The True Players Podcast. And we're ghosts. Later. Mellow made it right. Nigga, I was damn bad. Now I'm on a jet for real. All this ice on me, baby, told my protector chill Sipping all this Cody, my baddest bitches on XP I want a couple million without a record deal Got
25,000 on me When I been riding in the phantom Got all designer on me Bitch, I'm so fly, don't matter I wanted to feel the V12 When I was riding in the letter Busy been cush all day I'm damn near high as my family I got three bitches with me They want the baguettes on their neck Bitch, I was made inside the projects I got crip on my set Nigga, I was really on the floor Then I woke up in the jet Ain't never had a dodge, no nigga I just might cop demon I'm shopping at Neiman's Ballin' every season Feeling like I'm dreaming, shining every weekend. All they know is that I was broke. Then I got a brand new coupe. Louis V's on my shoes. Fucking all my bitches by the tubes. First time in V12, she was hanging out the roof. My VB's ice cream, I didn't even have to scoop. Got the whole universe in my ceiling, I'ma set the mood. I seen his main bitch looking at my neck. Ooh, nigga, I was damn bad. Now I'm on a jet for real. Got all this ice on me, baby. Told my protector chill. Sipping all this coating, my bag, these bitches on XP. A couple million without a record deal Got 25,000 on me When I been riding in the phantom Got all designer on me Bitch, I'm so fly, don't matter I wanted to feel the V12 When I was riding in Atlanta Busy been cush all day I'm damn near high as my family She just popped the XP Wanna see how the vet feel Fiji on my rollie maker Wanna have some sex for real Tennis chain, my neck gon' chill I ain't had to go get no deal Last month I spent a hundred thousand on the closet I bought the penthouse just to handle menages Got the new crib, my nigga fresh out, he kept it solid Twenty bands on me, can't even fit inside the wallet Bitch, I'm ballin', thirteen on me like I was hardin' Yeah, niggas know Richie, I'm lit, might take my ride through the six I been mixin' my designers, nigga, I'm fly as a bitch I just talk about my lifestyle, I don't ride this shit Ever since that jail cell opened up, I let these diamonds hit Nigga, I was damn bad, now I'm on a jet for real Sippin' all this coating, my baddest bitches on X-Pill I want a couple million without a record deal Got 25,000